I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? We are back. It is a later than normal uh, show. We've gone in on Tuesday because we've got a special guest and uh, some interesting things to bring you. And I've talked about him already. Bob uh, is here. Um, before I introduce Bob properly, um, just want to say thank you to everybody for uh, kind comments to the show yesterday. Uh, it was kind of just one put together last minute. I wanted to get one out and keep that consistency up, especially as we're talking consistency today. So um, appreciate the kind words. I, I know people found it useful, so I'm glad they did. Um, before we bring Bob in, just want to obviously talk about manscaped.com. Uh, they are the best in below the, the, below the waist men's grooming. Uh, they do some excellent products. Um, talked about them many a times on this show. You can take advantage of all their wonderful products at manscaped.com with the code 5YARD. So that's the code 5YARD for 20% off plus free global shipping at manscaped.com. 
And then also as well, don't forget to tune in to Thursday's DFS show. We should have another great contest for you to join in. Completely free to play, completely free deposit. You can just take advantage of that and play. Really pleased that Josh won that last week. Really nice person who I met as a result of being on the Fantasy Pros podcast. He started listening and he's won himself some money. So it could be it could be you next week. So take advantage of that. But let's bring in today's guest. He was on a few weeks ago. He is now over at Dr. Roto and he is the award-winning author of the award-winning uh, Consistency Guide, uh, which is out every year. One of my favorite guides, one of my toolbox go-tos, as I, you've heard me say thousands of times before. Bob, welcome back. How are you doing? You've got your Cleveland hoodie on. Uh, life is good right now, I assume. Yeah, I got to represent when I can. Um, you know, it's it's been a long, long drought, that's for sure. So we're hoping that the team kind of gets it together and keeps uh, doing the right thing. I, I like the coach. I like the team. Uh, obviously, two great running backs. But as you can see, injuries can hit very quickly. And uh, and then we pull off our, we pull out our third string running back and he bust off around 46 yards. So uh, I guess, you know, anybody who ever says the offensive lines don't mean anything in the NFL, it's wrong. <laughs> Cleveland got one of the best and it proved right there that, you know, even their third string, it was, it was a decent running back. I'd say it wasn't bad, but uh, it certainly makes a big difference when you've got those hogs up there blowing some holes out for them and, making some room and that certainly happened and it was an ugly win on Thursday night, but my win is a win. And we'll take it. So of course, uh, yeah, good to be take it. I mean, I remember Dennis Johnson playing in the, the AAF. He played for the Orlando Apollos under Steve, under Steve Spurrier a couple of years ago. And I was like, Oh, I remember watching him thinking, Oh, this guy's pretty good. And actually the Browns have got a couple of guys. Cause you've got Garrett Gilbert, who was also in the AAF under the uh, Orlando Apollo. So those guys are teammates. I have no, wouldn't shock me if Gilbert probably had a word and said, yeah, you should sign this guy. He's pretty good. Um, I've no doubt that that was some sort of conversation that happened. So amazing to see um, someone from quote unquote, uh, a part-time league or whatever you want to call it. You know, these I've, I've always been of the belief the NFL needs a league like that you think of the greats that have come through them kurt warner brad johnson there's so many people that benefited from that old school nfl europe and to mm-hmm. see uh johnson just get a chance because he was in the af i'm sure xfl guys cardell jones i know is in the league and there's a few guys right. that are going to be in the league so yeah it's it's good to see but we're not here to talk about part-time leagues and spring leagues uh otherwise we could talk about xfl and and all this but we're not going to do that um right. we're talking about consistency so you know we're not going to focus on what happened this weekend i've done that show that has been that has gone we're going to focus on the first half of the fantasy season, because this is the point now that I think if you've got anywhere from two wins upwards, you have a good chance. Well, not a good chance. You have a chance still of making your playoffs. So you're one win or zero wins. You need to do something beyond drastic to, to get right. there. Two wins, <laughs> I still think you're in with a sniff. Three wins, don't be despondent. Four, five, six, seven wins. You're definitely in the playoff race. So that's, go through because you've compiled all the data for the entire season and we're going to focus on um i think before we do this you explain to people what a clutch game is for those that might not be i think most of our listeners are but to those that we've picked up that are quite new in the season who might yeah, not definitely. Have the consistency guide what's a clutch game um because that's going to be the center of what we talk about right now so the idea of of determining the consistency of a player is them going over a certain threshold 
depending on the scoring method. And when they get over that threshold, that's what we call a clutch game. Um, we used to call it a consistency game, but it's just, it's way too hard to say, way too long. So I changed it to clutch because it's kind of the same thing, right? If, if you can count on them, they're clutch. So, so a clutch game, basically. So just kind of put in perspective, uh, and so we'll go with the regular scoring, four points, passing, touchdown, you know, one for every 10 rushing, receiving, six yards, uh, six points, uh, receiving, rushing, touchdown, and four points, passing. Just your typical, I mean, you know, and then PPR, of course. So in that that scenario, you've got to get over about 21 fantasy points for a quarterback to earn a clutch game, about 11 fantasy points for both the running backs and the uh, wide receivers and then tight ends is usually in the upper eights but let's just say nine to be safe it's actually a little bit up this year it's it's a little bit closer in the nine range so let's just say nine so again what we're seeing is if the guy scores you know tight end scores over nine points you know three out of six weeks it's 50 percent consistent so that's kind of what this is all about from a calculation standpoint hope that helps and uh Let's talk about some players. Exactly. And while nine points doesn't sound a lot, that is good enough to be a tight end one most weeks in the NFL for fantasy football, which is why I am not of a draft a tight end early unless his name is Travis Kelsey. And I think even then you're probably um, probably overpaid this year. But we'll get to it. Let's start with quarterbacks, because actually I was genuinely surprised when you sent over this data to me that one of them, one of them I'm not surprised about, but one of them I am genuinely surprised about was 100% consistent because whilst he's a good player and I think he's having a good season, I didn't think he'd had that many good games. And I think it kind of shows you and highlights it. So, I mean, in the, in the 100% club, the two quarterbacks this season who have had 100% games, the one that didn't shock me was Jalen Hurts because of that rushing floor. Mm. We know that Mr. Fourth Quarter himself will not turn up for 75% of the games or 75% right. of the game and then turn up in the fourth quarter. And right. stuff happen. I don't think that's going to shock anyone that he's there. Right. Matthew Stafford is the other. Now, he's mm-hmm. quarterback six on the season. I was a little shocked that he... This is why I like this metric because I just think... I think Matt Stafford's been good. I don't think he's been exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, he's quarterback six on the year, but he consistently he's not let you down at any point this season you know if you got him and you drafted him very very late you're very happy right now absolutely i mean the interesting thing is matthew stafford if you go back to his detroit years he would have about one year like this about every three years like he'd get like a 75 80 percent year and then injuries and the team around him would kind of break down and he'd get more into the 60 to 70 you know percentage um, it's, always, it's always been a good like he's always one of those guys like if I can draft him as a backup I usually would have gotten him this year I wish I would have drafted him as a backup <laughs> um, I went more with Derek Carr which actually isn't all that bad either he's been uh, pretty good too 71% consistent in top 10 as well but uh, I usually would just wait when Derek Carr is available as a backup I just drafted him but yeah if I would have drafted Stafford he might be starting in some of my leagues that's for sure because some of the other guys uh, certainly have been pulling, uh, you know, their weight, like the Justin Herberts and some of those folks, uh, you know. Um, but again, yeah, it's it's uh, Stafford is definitely. I mean, I think the other thing you got to look is that team doesn't have much of a running game, which is kind of like why he did pretty well in in Detroit from a consistency standpoint because he was carrying them. Uh, now the difference is, is that. 
the LA Rams, who I thought would have a much stronger defense and they wouldn't have to throw the ball as much, is not holding up that end of the uh, end of the bargain. But that's a positive thing for Stafford. Um, I'm waiting for a team to start doubling doubling up Cooper Cup. I mean, this guy's getting 300 targets a week. I Somebody cover him, please. Well, do you know um, what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I went back and I looked at a lot of what the Rams have done this season. I did this yesterday. And it go go and watch all of Cooper Cup's like nine touchdowns on the year, right? He walks in almost all of them. Like it's ridiculous that like it's ridiculous that they cannot come up with a defense that can just go, Oh, we're gonna stop the guy that's out wide in the flat. Okay. Like it's crazy, and someone has to just watch some game film and go, all right, that's what we do. Because that's why he's so good, not just Cooper Cup, but Stafford, is because when you've got targets like Cooper Cup just wide open who can walk in, who have got great yak. I mean, you know, Cooper Cup's yak's great. Robert Woods' yak is good. Even Van Jefferson's yak is great. Like, they're all just putting the yards after the cat. I mean, Stafford doesn't even have to be Stafford of old. He's just got to get, he's got to find the open guys and they're going to do all the work. Um, so that's why I was a little shocked when I saw this. And then I thought, well, actually, it does make sense. But it, it shows you the thing that I, I took away from this data. Right? We all knew Hertz was Hertz. And I don't think he shocked me. The only thing that ever concerned me about Hertz, and it still does, is do they trade for Watson? And does that mean the end of Hertz? But we knew that he was going to be this sort of QB, safe rushing floor was going to be relatively consistent. He's not going to pull you the 40-point game out of the bag that you might need in a desperation, but he'll put your points up every week. And then, Just like Michael Vick was, yeah. at some point, the NFL, or, well, the NFL team that he's on, the Philadelphia Eagles, has to, you know, it's great for us fantasy players who have Jalen Hurts, but for the NFL team, the Philadelphia Eagles throwing less than 50% completions just because you run for a hundred yards. If you're still losing and you're throwing interceptions, you're not going to last long in the NFL. And this is why there is this panic of is Deshaun Watson coming to Philadelphia because, you know, he's proven that, okay, he's a great fantasy quarterback and that's great as long as he's on the field, but the Philadelphia Eagles can't win football games with this guy, a quarterback, because you know, he's running the ball all the time. And this is what Vic did. It's great for your fantasy teams. It's terrible for the for the NFL team, and that doesn't last you long in the NFL. You know, I mean, look at Robert Robert Griffin, RG three, uh, you know, um, Randall Cunningham, way back, way way back in the day. But Michael Vick is the perfect example of, you know, hey, he was a human highlight film. I get it, but if you're not winning football games, the NFL, that's not going. You're not going to last long as the starting quarterback. So we'll say. No. And with Jalen Hurts, you know, as I've already alluded to, he turns up in the fourth quarter when the game's almost over. I, mm-hmm. I, I admire his tenacity and this never say die, don't quit personality he has. Like, that's admirable in a lot of ways. But put that in the first quarter. Like, start the game like that. Right. And then see where your team goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think... I've, I've got Philadelphia. I've got a rankings on Deshaun Watson. I've got Carolina first, then Philadelphia, then Miami. That's how I think it shakes down, but you never know what happens. Yeah. The but yeah, I, we'll see what happens. That's the only concern. I think why I, I, another reason I love this model is it justifies now this pivot that we've had in the last year, two years, to why you have to draft a quarterback early. Because that tier underneath is Brady, 
all right, you would have got him in the ninth round. Fair enough. But Murray, Mahomes, Jackson, Rogers, Josh Allen, and Dak Prescott. So they're all players that have all clutch games with the exception of one game. Now, the different percentages due to those who have had bye, those who haven't had bye. So there's a slight sort of variation there. But that's why, exactly. And that's why you drafted those guys, because they're going to win you more games than not. Brady might be the one that you wouldn't have put in there at the start of the season. But, yeah, I mean, it's everything that we are starting to pivot to as an ethos that tight end of the um, quarterback in the middle rounds is is kind of important is a linchpin to your team because you can't get away with these late end guys all right stafford if you drafted stafford you're happy but you know there's two guys in particular that if you drafted you're pretty unhappy right now um you mentioned justin herbert and the other is ryan Tannehill, who was everybody's favorite late round qb I mean, what was what Tannehill's what was Tannehill's clutch game status right now? It's low, isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh, one for seven, <laughs> something like that. It's twenty twenty nine percent, twenty nine percent, two for seven. Yeah, for seven. yeah, so, and you know, and and he was, and he had been very consistent, but you don't need to be, you don't need to throw the ball when your running backs getting the ball forty times a game and rushing for two hundred yards and three touchdowns. He's even throwing touchdown passes they don't need to. You know. <laughs> exactly that. So I, I I found it interesting. There's what I like about this, and, and you know, you can find all of this work over at Dr. Roto that's mentioned that, and you can subscribe to Dr. Roto. It's a great site, lots of great contributors. We talked about it already before when you were on a few weeks ago. Um, but you can definitely subscribe to all this. But based on what people need to know now because they don't need us to say that good quarterbacks are good right? um but would you who would you say right now looking at this 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 field of data that you have some quarterbacks who potentially are ones that maybe more in a super flex so i don't think you trade for them in a one qb league but maybe a, a super flex buy low and and maybe even a super flex sort of sell high based on perception but actually the, the consistency says you need to probably get rid well, it's probably a week too late, but he was in my last. So I do an article every week for kind of who's hot, who's not on Dr. Roto. Uh, last week article, my who's hot and you should grab before before it's too late. It was Joe Burrow. And I said, you've got to get him. If you're going to trade for him, do it now, because this Baltimore game is going to be a shootout. Now, I expected it to be a shootout both directions. They decided that the Bengals were just going to be the only team scoring points. But. Uh, yeah, this guy, you know, with everybody there, with Mixon and all three receivers, even with this tight end now, I mean, he's certainly he, – they're taking advantage of the tight end, the poor tight end defenses. Baltimore going into last week was dead last against and giving up fantasy points to tight ends. Um, they took advantage of it, and Uzuma had another great game. Um, so, you know, Burrow is definitely one of the hot ones. Uh, but if you're looking for that, you know, maybe, or maybe waiver wire, if you're like 10 team or a, uh, shallow, uh, 12 team league, Matt Ryan's pulled off three straight clutch games in a row. Um, you know, this week there's only the Ravens and the Raiders are off, but Hey, if you're a Lamar Jackson owner, you, it may not be a bad idea. If you, you know, if you're not one of those who stash quarterbacks, you just go get one. Matt Ryan's there. He's got another good game again this week against the Panthers, who all of a sudden have fallen apart. Uh, you know, playing against an average defense uh, at home, 
He's averaged 24.94 fantasy points, 83% consistency over his last three years. Ryan can put up some numbers. Ridley and him are finally clicking. Uh, Gage is back. That certainly helped. He scored a touchdown, and then that left Pitts wide open. So all of a sudden, I think they're starting to realize, oh, yeah, that's right. We're a passing team. Let's do that. That seems to work well. The first few weeks was like, let's look, we're going to be run. And Arthur Smith's like, I've got Derrick Henry in the backfield. No, you don't. You have Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and Kyle Pitts. Throw the damn ball, Arthur. Uh, and they finally figured that out. And guess what? They're winning football games. And Matt Ryan's been three for three. So definitely grab him, trade for him for somebody who's got maybe sitting on a bench, uh, especially, again, if you have Lamar or uh, somebody like that and you need that fill-in. Or you're looking, you know, look a couple weeks out. Maybe you've got a uh, quarterback coming coming up on a bye. Not a bad idea to grab somebody like that who definitely is flying under the radar at this point. Yeah, I completely agree because you've got Brady on by week nine. Mahomes is by, I think, is week 13. So it's a bit ahead. But, you know, there's a couple that have got these immediate buys. So um, Arizona will have one coming up soon. Um, yeah, I thought so, Mahomes' yeah. buy was last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it felt like it, didn't it? <laughs> I don't think he would. Oh, I, don't, I don't think it felt like it for him the way he walked off the field. Um, but, yeah. I, I completely agree. Like Matt Ryan is someone who's been my sort of waiver stream in the last couple of weeks and saying that that's the guy you got to pick up because the schedule's quite nice. It opens up quite nicely for them. And as you say, they just started mm-hmm. to click and they've realized that Mike Davis isn't a good running back. I mean, who knew? <laughs> well, I, I still don't think he's a bad running back, but good God, 1.7 fantasy points last week. That was rough. I mean, he did it on four carries. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know much either. Um, See, I, I think I think that covers sort of quarterback. Again, it kind of proves our theory and our thinking at the start of the season. Yes, it's going to be one, maybe two outliers there late, but you, you're going to have to really hit from a big pool for for it to work, um, which is what the data is showing. And it'll be interesting to see at the end of the season if it holds up, because I'm pretty confident it will. Uh, let's get into, into running back here, because there's a lot for me to really digest here. Um, the first is that nobody has a 100% record here, which I don't think is a surprise given the position and its nature and volatility. Yeah, it's, it's tough think. for running backs to go 100%. It really is. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not a big shock from that, but we do have three running backs sort of leading the way here. In fact, there's actually a bigger group than that. I, I want to mm-hmm. throw in the ones that have had a buy or or, or missed the game, uh, but I think right. it's a buy that affects it. So we've got here... <laughs> Um, the three leading the way are Derek Henry, which shocks absolutely no one. Um, the other two, which would absolutely, if you had said this at halfway, that the three leading backs in consistency, Derek Henry and everyone would go, yeah, all right, fine, I'll take that. DeAndre Swift, who everyone faded because they didn't want any part of the, of the Lions and were scared that Todd Gurley was going to come in. And Leonard Fournette, who was, what, an eighth-round pick going after Ronald Jones in drafts because no one wanted this Tampa backfield. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Leonard Fournette was one of those that I was definitely in on this year. Uh, Luckily, I grabbed him, you know, as my like running back three in a lot of leagues. Um, And mostly because I knew he was the better talent. It was just a question of is, you know, was was. uh, Oh, God, I just went brain dead on a guy's coach. Uh, Bruce Arians making that decision that. Yeah, I'm going with one guy and I'm going one guy forward. And then after Jones came out, has a couple fumbles, a couple bad, you know, bad missed uh, blocks on, on uh, pass pro. 
all of a sudden, you know, Fournette, who's always been a very good running back, um, just needed to have the opportunity, and he's proven it. You know, let's also remember this is Fournette's walk year. So he's playing for a contract too. So let's also make sure we re- and that was another reason why I was like, you know what, if Fournette gets the chance, he knows he's playing for some money. Uh, it could be him staying in Tampa, but he's playing for a contract and, um, you know, this is his shot. So um, doesn't surprise me. I wish I had him. I wish I had a draft anymore. Certainly in some of the leagues, I just, you know, I know, okay. Yeah. I, I did the crazy thing of drafting, um, you know, um, McCaffrey, Dobbins, and Montgomery is my first three picks in some of my leagues and thought I was set. So I don't need Leonard Fournette as my fourth running back. Huh, I'm loaded. Yeah, that's the way I'm working out well. So um, anyway, those are the leagues I have J.D. McKissick and uh, Miles Gaskin started. So, um, But yeah, Fournette, you know, I, again, Fournette always had the talent, um, you know, playing on that team, you know, certainly gives him the ability to run wild when you got to worry about Brady and Evans and Godwin and AB and the whole gang. So, well, I, I think, I mean, if you watch the, if you watch the America's game with Leonard Fournette, I think it really sums up him very well, but it was never talent. It's up here. It's belief and confidence and someone believing in him. And I think it came across quite well. And my only concern of him, I always believed he'd get more work. I just never believed he'd get enough I mean, I never believed Gio Bernard was a thing. I knew he was just the Shady McCoy. No, I mean, he was he was the Shady McCoy replacement. He's, if one of these guys goes down, we've got a guy. He was never going to be the new James White that everyone was telling him to be. Like, that was, I, 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 I can't remember how many shows I went on and said, fade, 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 fade. Even if he's there in the last round, just fade. It's just a waste of a pick. Take a start on someone who's actually going to produce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, it shocks me that he's been this good, but long may it continue. Um, then we've got that next tier, and then the, you know these are where all your big hitters are. These are ones that are um, five from six, which is Eckler, Harris, Kamara, uh, Elliot, Hunt, Henderson, which I don't think is going to surprise anyone. But also in there is the one that will shock absolutely everyone, which is Cordell Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Cordell Petson is the guy that makes us stupid. Right. Every year there's one of these guys, isn't there? Like, remember Philip Lindsay and yeah. who was it last year? Somebody last year did that. Um, James Robinson. James Robinson. Thank you. I knew there was one. It's like every year there's one of these guys and, I, you know, you, you literally could throw darts and maybe, you, you know, that would be your best shot at it or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and, and, and you're just sitting there going, and, and I mean, Patterson been in the league for what, eight years, seven years? Yeah, a long time. I mean, he's in his upper 20s, I know for sure. And and the amazing thing is that, you know, it's like, did every coach not, I mean, I get it. He, didn't he play for the Bears for a while? I can get that they didn't he, know he, how to he play. He, he played for everyone. I think he played for the Bears. Bears, Vikings. Yeah, so you're like, Okay, um, here we go. So, yeah, and somebody said, do you think it'll continue? I go, why wouldn't it? They're not going to give Mike Davis the ball now that, you know, and as long as Patterson stays healthy, that's their quarterback, or that's their running back, and he's catching the ball. He's got a good speed, good size. If he can stay healthy, I don't see why he doesn't. It just, yeah. it, just, it just means that if you've got another one of these players, they need to go to Arthur Smith. So if, if Bruce Aries is the quarterback whisperer, um, 
Arthur Smith is very quietly becoming the uh, gadget player. Don't really have a home whisperer. Um, <laughs> and maybe maybe he could turn like some of these great other kick returners who haven't managed to put it together uh, into good players. But yeah, he, he's been terrific. Um, and then under that, this the, this group didn't surprise me so much. But these are fourth and five. So Nick Chubb didn't surprise me. Only the fact that he's played five games is the only part that's a bit shocking. Josh Jacobs, because we were a bit concerned about what Kenyon Drake was going to do. And this name really blew me when I saw this because I like him. I think he's a great talent. But don't forget, he was a healthy scratch week one with Zach Moss. Zach Moss has put together quite a sneakily good, quiet season under the radar, which which shocks me because I, I, I wouldn't have put him as four from five. And the amazing thing is, I mean, I, I was talking about this, I think, on one of my shows last week. We were talking about the Zach Moss and Dawson Knox. Now, both of these guys have been on the Bills team for the last three years and have done nothing. Zero. Like, I've had Dawson Knox on, a, on my bench uh, as a tight end in one of my dynasty leagues. I don't think I've played him for, like, the last two and a half years. And then I'm like, then after his first clutch game, I'm like, all right, it was a fluke, you know, maybe he just was open. And the next thing you know, he's like three out of four. And I'm like, God. So then I get him in. And of course, now he's he broke his freaking hand. But yeah, in both cases, you're just sitting there going, oh, okay. And it's the same coach. It's the same offense. It's the same players. Why all of a sudden is Zach Moss and Dawson Knox uh, viable fantasy players. I mean, they're not great, but they're viable and they've been fairly consistent, which is, you know, what we're looking for. Um, great flex players, uh, you know, all right, at this point, he's a very good tight end or he was a good tight end until he got hurt. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't have an answer. I mean, maybe somebody that's smarter than me from a football standpoint can go, oh, well, Zach Moss did this or Dawson Knox did that or they changed their offense or I, I don't know. Um but they it's don't weird like easily because he doesn't mask up. I don't know. <laughs> but it's weird because it coincides, and I, I, I started to look at this conundrum, trying to work this one out. It coincides with them being the 26th ranked red zone offense. Like they've been bad in the red zone. Oh, so yeah. you're sitting there, it's like you've got these guys putting up points, putting up fantasy points, but mm-hmm. they're somehow not getting it done in the red zone. And it's like, I'm trying to sit here and wrap my brains about why is it Dawson Knox? Why is it Zach Moss? Why is it not Cole Beasley? And the only thing I can point back to is the ability to get open and explosive plays, which is where all of it went to Stefan Diggs last year. And I think teams have gone, well, double cover Diggs will make right. it more difficult. And that him. leaves one of these guys open, right? Yeah, and it leaves, yeah, it leaves. is it going to be Beasley? Is it going to be Davis? Well, Davis has done nothing this year. Nah. So I mean, Davis has been very consistent. He has, yeah. So it's it's an interesting. They're a loaded offense, and it just was surprising that he's come through with that consistency. Because I I really like Zach Moss as a player. I hate the situation because Josh Allen just touched <laughs> touchdown vultures all the work from him. But it seems yeah, to me that this definitely. year a bit more has, has come out, which is which is great. Um, well, I feel like. Josh Allen's probably gotten smarter as a quarterback too. You know, let's be honest this year. He is not forcing the ball to Stefan Diggs 14 times a game. Uh, so because of that, they're scoring more touchdowns they're winning more football games. And again, you, you know, the quarterbacks get smarter and they understand it's about winning, not about fantasy points, even though we hate it. Um, and all of a sudden now they're spreading the ball around. I said one of uh, Matt Ryan's best, most consistent season 
was the year that Julio Jones didn't get 150 targets. They spread the ball around. That was the year they made it to the Super Bowl. Ryan was one of the more consistent quarterbacks for the year, but that was the worst year from a consistency standpoint for Julio Jones. But they won. They made it to the Super Bowl. They should have won the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, so again, you know, you just uh, it's just interesting how that, some of that stuff kind of plays out for the numbers. No, it does. Um, I want to go into this next group of running backs because this is what I find interesting because there's some key trends in here because we've not mentioned some big names here in scoring. Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, um, Aaron Jones, and Damian Harris because these are four running backs who would, I mean, maybe not Harris and Robinson earlier on before Etienne's injury probably wasn't taking as high, but the others were, were big investments in teams. They were first round picks. Um, but we're seeing some trends now that actually they're putting together a very good season. It just was a bit of a, a sluggish start. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor was my last week. Again, my last week guy that, I mean, we know he was on everybody's team. It wasn't like he was being picked up. Um, I was just saying that it was starting to kind of come together for Jonathan Taylor. A lot of it was he played some very good defenses in the first few weeks, and then the defensive, uh, the run defenses were a little bit weaker. Um, but they also, you know, just kind of just started to gel a little bit better. Wentz got a little bit better. Um, you know, the whole team just kind of was sinking in the right direction, helped to play some bad teams. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was the guy last week. My guy this week on my article is Damian Harris. You know, I was saying it takes a while for Belichick to, you know, to be in that circle of trust for Belichick as a running back. And sometimes it can go away instantly, too. I mean, that's what we have to worry about with Damian Harris. But, you know, th- through the first three weeks or first four weeks, Harris was ranked 37th in total points, only 50 percent consistent. Ever since he's taken over and been the man, now he's over these last three weeks, sixth in total points, 100% consistent. This week, they get the Chargers to rank 29th against uh, fantasy running backs. So definitely we'll see that. But as I said, the problem is, is that you hope and pray that Damian Harris doesn't have like a two fumble game because all of a sudden it'll be Ramondre Stevenson's time. And that's that's the, the risk you take. But it's a good risk to have because he's going to get fed the ball, and he certainly has been fed the ball over the last three weeks. Yeah, I, no, I completely agree. I, again, I, I really have high hopes for Damian Harris, but again, it's just whether that uh, transpires to him, you know, getting getting the ball moving forward, and right. and yeah, long may it continue. Long may it continue that he he is uh, blossoming. He's not a guy I have a lot of exposure to, but as a player, I've always liked. It was just more I wanted to fade as much of that offense as possible. Um, right. But I think it's more encouraging for, for next year. Um, I want to skip the next couple of guys on the list because they're out for the season. That's well, or I mean, McCaffrey's back at some point, but we know what McCaffrey is right now. James White's out for the season. I want to focus on the guys, <coughs> excuse me, who are around that sort of 57%, 50% mark, and maybe a, a mm-hmm. nudge under that. Because there's some big names in here. Uh, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, uh, two that stand out. We've got Eliza Mitchell, who's now vaulted at number one in, in San Fran. You've got Michael Carter, Mike Davis, who we've kind of touched upon, but we don't touch him anymore. Uh, what's going on in Denver? What's going on in Arizona? Both Arizona backs are in this window. McKissick, you've mentioned. What are, we, what are some of the takeaways from this tier in terms of players who 
might be worth trading for if possible, although it's going to be hard to get a running back given there's so few out there. Um, or maybe just thinking about who, who should we keep faith in for the rest of the season or try and buy uh, and who are players who we should try and get rid of or or perhaps fade and look for alternatives for the rest of the season in this group. Well, I definitely think Chase Edmonds, he's in my who's not hot. Um, you know, he started off first through four weeks, 13th in total points, 100% consistent. Last three weeks, 38th in total points, 0% consistency. He's still ranked 19th overall. Um, if you can somehow swindle somebody out of maybe trading him, you know, for somebody maybe on the upswing, like an Elijah Mitchell or a Miles Gaskin, uh, somebody like that. You know, I got to believe um, maybe even a J.D. McKissick, because, again, we don't know if Gibson can stay healthy. He's already struggling. That's why he's down at the 57 percent, because here we go, you know, um, starts off like wildfire. And then the lingering injuries come in is what uh, has been his issue in the past. And, you know, if you can maybe, you know, again, get rid of, uh, you know, trade off Gibson for somebody like a, a Joe Mixon or somebody that's heading the right direction. Um, that may not be a bad idea, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, those guys, I think, you know, Mixon's never been consistent. That's He's never on one of my teams because he always seems to kind of just stutter, kind of stall out at that 65-ish percent, maybe 70 percent. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good RB2, but the problem is you always have to draft him as an RB1, and that's what sucks. Um because, again, he has his injury issues as well. I mean, we've already seen that already this year. Uh, so, you know, those guys, I think where, when you always see them in the middle, more often than not, it's it's the injuries, the lingering injuries, not a major injury that puts you out for a year, but the, you know, one or two weeks, am I coming back? Am I not coming back? Am I 100% healthy? Am I not? Those are the ones that drive us crazy. I, if you're going to get hurt, break a leg and get out for the year so I can, I can just move on. Don't, don't make me think every week that you're coming back and, you know, maybe it's this week, maybe it's not. Do I need to make a trade? Do I need to pick up somebody on waiver wire? I mean, that's the more frustrating thing, I think, for fantasy owners are these those kind of guys than the, okay, I'm hurt, I'm out for the year, and we move on. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think um, I look at this sort of group in the middle and think about, you're looking at opportunity, right? So I, I look at these and think McKissick's got opportunity. I look at Gamewell and think, well, he's now got opportunity. Miles Sanders isn't getting it done. Um, I do think there's some big red herrings in here. I think Kenyon Drake is a massive red herring. He's got two clutch games in a row. I would say they're, they're fluky because of touchdowns. Um, I don't necessarily think that he's a guy going forward I, I feel confident in. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, I like James Connor and his usage. Um, I think he's got opportunity going forward. And again, Chase Evans is another guy just doesn't stay healthy. Um, I think it's interesting. There's some red flags in here. Um, I mean, Gaskin is a is a red flag because of that offense. Is we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, he's he's almost touchdown dependent. But he's not. He's in a three way backfield. That's tough. Um, Booker is going to be relevant for. A week, maybe two. We'll see what happens. Depends on Barkley. (laughs) He's another one that I'm just about just about done with. This is maybe the last year I ever have him. Uh, I mean, there was a reason why people were fading into the second round. Um, No, I drafted him in the second round in a couple leagues, thinking, okay, well, how can this go bad? Well, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, and he's, you know, it's a difficult situation. monitoring that injury and hopefully he does come back but yeah that i i look at this and think it this is exactly why you have to draft running backs early because you look at these you have to invest i mean okay quarter palace in the side everyone that you drafted early you might have missed on the first one but if you went running back running back likelihood is that you've got one of those guys who's performing at a top level um unless you you pick guys who just got injured which that's just unfortunately the luck. But um, again, this is the, I, I keep stressing this. Why I love this this method is it's why you solidify a draft strategy because you're having to invest in the places which are thin and you need to get those consistent guys on your team. Otherwise, you're struggling. All right, no one would have predicted CPAT, but you know everyone was was convinced Najee Harris was going to do well. Um, and this, it's just solidifying why people went in on these players as high as they have. There's a couple of outliers. There's always going to be with injuries and opportunity. But, um, you know, if you if you look at these numbers, no, you're not really shocked by by the guys at the top here for the most part, with the exception of one of those, two of those outliers. And then the same can be said now for wide receivers, because this is the group. And the thing that shocked me here with wide receivers was the amount of people that are in the 100% club because you've got seven. All right, two of them are here on the technicality that they've only played yeah, one, one for one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the the other five have been ever-present. Um, actually, I think one missed the game. Um, but you've got Cooper Cup, which shocks no one. Jamar Chase, which probably shocks no one. Um, probably shock you at the start of the season, but if you've watched him this season... Uh, wouldn't shock you. And then you've got DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. Now, these guys were top five, top seven uh, wide receiver picks. So, again, I don't think anyone is shocked to see them up here. Um, and then Deontay Johnson, which for me is absolutely no shock that he's here. I grabbed him in every draft I could in the fifth or sixth round because I always believed that he was the guy who was going to get the ball. He might not get the explosive plays. He might not get all the, all the red zone work, but he was always going to be consistent. I always believed that he, if I looked at those three wide receivers at the start, he was the one who was going to be the most consistent. 
and that's why I went in. And if you yeah, it goes back cool. to last season, because last season he was the most consistent. Right. Like, why would it, if nothing has changed, why would you expect anything different? <laughs> if the same players have come back, with the exception of they've added Najee Harris, right. why would you expect anything different? <laughs> it's uh, the same. I agree. No, I, I, agree. I, I wish I would have drafted more of him. I, I, I guess I just was probably there was somebody close to him most of the time, and I went, oh, I'm going to go that direction. Probably Robert Woods, because I have a lot of Robert Woods, and he was probably drafted around the same time, and obviously that was a bad idea. Now, Robert Woods, you know, this is the funny thing is everybody's so down on Robert Woods. Okay, I get it. He's 21st in total points, 86% consistent. He's only missed one game. I granted, he's not, he's not getting Cooper Cup numbers, but, you know, there's a guy. And you, when you talk about, like, trading for somebody because somebody's probably down on him, find the guy who has Robert Woods. Honestly, he probably he's probably putting him in his flex, but he probably doesn't realize his consistency because he's like, ah, he's twenty first. Nah, you know. So if you give up and say, hey, I'll trade you, uh, you know, um, a Mike Williams or somebody that's been hot early in the year that's starting to cool off, or a T Higgins or Brandon Cooks, you know, say, hey, look, you know, Brandon Cooks is uh, you know eighteenth in total points, and hey, I'll trade you for him, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they shouldn't be that dumb, but you never know. No, you, you, you don't, but you, you've you got to give it a go, I think. And, and, and like you say, I think Robert Woods, I look at this and go, he is the one by low because everyone's going, oh, it's Cooper Cup show. Like, he's not going to get this one. He's doing just fine. Like, he's not going to, he's going to, he's going to return. He's going to return as a wide receiver too. That That's going to happen. Like, it's, he might even go up. He's, he's got no, like, this is his flaw. <laughs> Where he's at now is his floor. He's got no competition for targets. It's going right, to At some point, teams are going to double cover Cooper Cup and say, okay, we're not going to get beat by Cooper Cup. Then they'll, they'll just like it happened in, what was it, two or three weeks ago when Robert Woods had 12 catches for like 100 some yards. That's what's going to happen, you know? And, and so, yeah, definitely he's one of those. But no, I mean, the, the consistency information, especially this week by week stuff really shows you those trends and, you know, really highlights the guys that are moving in that direction up or down. Because again, if they're not scoring the big points, like they're not getting 30 or 25 points, they don't show up on people's radars. And that's always a problem with people is that they're looking for that top 12 wide receivers instead of the top 36 and looking for those guys that, Hey, this guy's, you know, popped off three straight games of 15 points. But that doesn't show up on most people's radars because it's boring. I, you know, I went to the guy that scored 45 last week. Well, no, you don't because this week I'll score three. That's what this whole consistency concept is about is, you know, finding those guys. I'll be like Emmanuel Sanders. You know, he's 67%. He started off slow, but he's four out of his last – well, actually, four straight uh, because they had a bye week this past week. So he went four straight um, because, again, teams are focusing on stopping Stephon Diggs. Sanders is a good, good, good wide receiver. Knows how to, you know, Josh Allen likes to extend plays. Mania Sanders is very good of helping the quarterback getting open for those play extensions. And you'll see that a lot of the Sanders catches are those extension plays where Allen's running around. Sanders gets to the open spot. Boom. Ten yard first down. That's what he wants. Um, you know, let Stefan Diggs do the deep stuff and do everything else. But he's certainly been, you know, very good at, at keeping keeping Josh Allen out of trouble. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely, definitely what we're here for. And, um, you know, again, as you mentioned, Dr. Rode, you can go there. There's a consistency report there. You can put in your own scoring method. 
and you can get the same exact data that I have and we have uh, right out of there. You can download the Excel and you can see the information and, you know, know who who's hot, who's not. So, yeah. And it's like I said, it's a valuable guide. It's a valuable tool because it's as you're saying, boom and bust are great to a degree, but consistency is what's going to get you there. There is a theory that arguably you want the most total points, but if all your points come in one week, you're not going to consistently make the playoffs. You might end right. up winning a week, or do you know what? You might win a week, and then you might make the playoffs, but then you're you're bust, and you'll wonder why why right. didn't I win my league? It's because right. you never have. Right. Everyone has a wide receiver one on their in the playoffs. Everyone has a running back one on their team. Everyone has a quarterback one on their team. Everyone has a wide receiver one on their team. Right. Regardless of whether one is slightly better than the other, they're all going to kind of average out to be close. Right. It's right. actually the depth and quality you have of your team. And having a consistent flex guy is always going to supersede a, a boom or bust flex guy. And there's some names in this group of wide receivers here that really stand out to me. One, Michael Pittman. I mean, he's probably a bit late to be a uh, under-the-radar guy, but he's put together... I think it's five of his last six weeks he's had clutch games, according to your data, which, yeah. So he's had a phenomenal run um, that he's put together. And then also four in his last five is Hunter Renfro. Now, Hunter Renfro is an under-the-radar guy. No one really wants – everyone looks at that offense and wants rugs because he's got the big play threat. But Hunter Renfro is very, very under-the-radar getting stuff done. Um what are, what are your initial sort of takeaways from, from those two guys? I mean, you know, like you said, the interesting thing was everybody was kind of high on Pittman in preseason. So his, his ADP was certainly much, much higher. Uh, but yeah, Hunter Renfro is that guy, you know, Hunter Renfro is the Julian Edelman for Derek Carr, you know, Hunter Renfro is not going to get six catches for 150 yards. He's going to get six catches for about 70 yards, but that's 13 fantasy points. You, if he does, if he scores a touchdown, that's just even that's gravy. But you know that's where that is those kind of players, especially if you have a deep league like our Kings Classic. We have three flex players in addition to three receivers. So you know Hunter Renfro starts on is one of my flexes every week in my Kings Classic teams. Um, those are the kind of guys. Again, if you're you know I always tell people you know look at your record, but also look at your total points because you could be two and five and be top five in scoring in your league. It's not because you're inconsistent. It's just because you're having some bad luck. Um, you might be inconsistent, maybe, but more often than not, you just got some bad luck. Like, you know, I, I definitely have leagues where I'm two and five, I'm top five in scoring, but I'm top three in points against. Okay. You're going to get some bad, bad runs, you know? Um, but if you're scoring the points and you're not winning, you're going to win. It's going to come, especially if your team is up there in that top five every week. You know, you're going to have those weeks where you, you know, you're going to, it's all It all should plan out. So don't panic. I mean, if you're at least two and five, like you said, if you're oh and seven or one and six, eh, okay, you're, you're probably not in the top five in scoring. Um, you could be, but it'd be damn rare. Um, it's more often than not, you're two and five, three and four, but you're up there. That's where the consistency, if you're, if you're scoring the points, it'll come. If you're not in the top five in scoring, then that's part of the problem. You know, if you're, if you're the only two games you won was because you beat 
two really bad teams that are you know below you, then that's a whole different world. But look at your whole team. Don't just necessarily go, I have two and five, my team sucks. It may not suck. You may just have to find some of these players like Hunter Renfro and uh, Brandon Cooks and Emmanuel Sanders and, you know, Tim Patrick and those kind of guys who are getting that 13 to 15 points a week that you can fill in your flex spots and your wide receivers and especially for bye weeks and get you through to pull off some wins. I mean, you get two more wins, all of a sudden, boom, you're five and four. You're in a playoff hunt. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you, if you turn around in a PPR league and you <clears> trade, let's say for example, you've got a, an Aaron Jones on your team, right? And you traded Aaron Jones on paper. This looks horrific, but actually would make a lot of sense. If you traded Aaron Jones right now for Cordell Patterson and Hunter Renfro, your team would be a better team. Yeah. It would be a better team because you're having consistent points. Those guys are putting together. In fact, you could probably get something better than Hunter Renfro. You could probably get Cordell Patterson and let's find someone in here that I think is maybe Marquise Brown or maybe Michael Pittman. Or Robert Woods. Or Robert Woods. There you go. So Robert Woods, if you've got Robert Woods and Cordell Patterson for for Aaron Jones, right. your team will instantly be better because you've got right. a consistent team, but you're going to get right. more net points. It's all about net points. Right. So you take you more you know, Aaron Jones points out and you take whoever you take out of your flex for whichever right. one of these players would go in your flex. It would probably be one of your wide receiver. But yeah, let's say yeah. you've got an inconsistent wide receiver here um, who's just not getting it done. Yeah, that could be Ruggs. That could be... Um, Amari Cooper. Mari Cooper. I mean, you probably yeah, keep him in your lineup, Cooper, but if you think about who who might be in your flex, you might have a Brian Edwards in your flex. You might have Quintus Cephas or No Doubt Beckham Jr. in your flex who just aren't getting it done. Having a Hunter Renfro or Robert Woods in there is just consistently going to help you get get more points every week, and that's that's the name of the game. So you might, as, as Bob said, you might need to make a change, but this is why we do this podcast. This is why when he offered, I was like, I'm, we're doing it because these are the players now you need to target in leagues to turn your nearly runs right. into playoff teams and, and you'll right. go deep in the playoffs because these players won't let you down. That's yeah. there's nothing be... worse. Right. It's okay. nothing worse than losing by three points, is there? And it's like yeah. oh, I lost by three points. And then you panic <laughs> and you go for the high scorers when actually right. you just needed a consistent performance in there. Yeah. And don't be afraid to trade off these players who are grossly underperforming because somebody will buy the name. And I'm talking about Terry McLaurin and Allen Robinson. Um, you know, they're not they're not in the right offense with the right quarterbacks right now that is going to make them what they were in the past. Maybe Fitzpatrick comes back, maybe. But, you know, if you can go out and say, hey, I'll give you Aaron Jones and Terry McLaurin and, you know, give me three guys. Give me, you know, like you said, maybe a Patterson, Robert Woods and, uh, you know, um, Antonio Brown. Um, you know, all of those guys are going to help your team. If you can, if you can improve that depth, that's something I always like to trade for. You know, like today I traded in a dynasty league um, and they wanted to give me like a first, second and third. And I said, I tell you what, throw out the third or throw out the second and give me Alan Lazard and Tyler Boyd. I need some depth at wide receiver. They didn't even argue. Now, I just, you know, Lazard is young. Boyd is young. They're both in good offenses. I mean, yeah, Devontae Adams could be out. But Lazard is quietly becoming the number two favorite to, 
you know, for Aaron Rodgers, and that's what you want. And so, you know, um, get lesser players but more consistent players and improve your depth. That will help your team overall down the road. You got buys still, lots of buys to come, whole season to go, injuries, you know. So the more depth you can have and you're not grabbing somebody off the waiver wire every week to save your flex spot, that's that's going to be that's going to be disheartening. You don't want that. Hundred percent. A couple of these other under the radar guys just to give some people some ideas. Sterling Shepard, he's three from four, uh, and he's close to return. I know he's been out, but he was really close to playing last week, and um, I expect him to be back. So he's another one I would I'd like to be trying to target. T Higgins, although the the, the secret might be out on him after his fifteen target game. I know he's only yeah. three from five, but. He, he's another one. And, and Cortland Sutton's on the rise. Again, he, he might be slightly difficult because he's a name, but he's three clutch games in a row now. Um, it's not the best offense, and that might get people to tempt to move away. But, yeah, he's another one I'd be looking to try and get in places where people go, oh, I don't want, I don't want Sutton tied to Bridgewater because he doesn't have this 30-point ceiling anymore. Mm-hmm. Um but he's going to be consistent because even though Judy's going to come back this week, I've just read, um, which just popped up on my screen in the last 10 minutes. Um, I still think he's, he's well worth adding based on what he's been doing. So um, there's some guys definitely worth targeting. Let's move to tight ends. We only have one tight end with hundred percent consistency. Um, who's not playing right now, and that's Robert Gronkowski. (laughs) (laughs) But he is the only one. He played three in a row and uh, three consistent clutch games, but he should be back this week, I would expect. Or if he's not, then he'll be out to week 10 because there's a bye in week nine. But I think he'll probably see the field. I don't know if he can start this week. Um, Underneath uh, the top two guys, Kelsey and Waller, in terms of where you would have drafted them at the start of the season, and then a guy who absolutely no one drafted um, in Dalton Schultz, which is <laughs> which is why I can't. There's always a Dalton Schultz every year. There is always a Dalton Schultz. There's always someone. In fact, it's always more than one. There's always someone like that, which is why you don't need to draft tight end. Yeah, just like running backs, there's always that one guy. And like you said, Dawson Knox is right there below Mark Andrews at sixty-seven yeah. percent, um, and that's only because he got hurt in week six. <laughs> And and then you know didn't get, earn a clutch game, but he would he had four straight after you know starting the year. So yeah, there's always somebody, um, you know, the hottest guy right now. And again, I don't even know if anybody's really noticed is Mike Kosicki. Since week three, so the first two weeks combined, Mike Kosicki had seven point one fantasy points combined. Since then. He has second in total fantasy points, 80% consistency, and he has earned 12 more fantasy points since week three than Travis Kelsey. And I don't think people realize how hot he's been. And Tua came back, and it didn't seem to matter. Um, I was kind of worried because I thought maybe Tua didn't like him because he didn't throw to him the first two weeks. Now, granted, their wide receivers are all hurt. That's a problem, certainly – when they come back, he may see a few less targets, but I think he's proven that he's a good safety blanket and Tua needs him, and um, I think he continues that success. But again, um, you know, if you've got a TJ Hawkinson or, um, you know, Dallas Goddard or somebody like that, George Kittle, trade him off for Gesicki. Throw in the, oh, Kittle's going to be back. He's healthy. He's a stud. 
hey, I'll take Kosicki off your hands, you know. Maybe they haven't noticed. Maybe they have Kelsey and they have Kosicki on the bench. Who knows? But <clears throat> he's been amazing. My my guy in this list and one I picked up in quite a lot of drafts uh, was Hunter Henry. And he's coming off four consecutive yeah. clutch games. I know it was a ropey start um, trying to get that offense going. They're starting mm-hmm. to roll. He's got touchdowns in most of those games. So, uh, I, yeah, he was, you know, who's hot last week, right? Yeah. And yeah. He, he's continuing it on. And again, I don't like taking victory laps, but I get telling people Johnny Smith is not a thing. He's not a thing, you know, no. until the guy puts up a thousand yards in the season or even 900. Do you know what? Even put up 800 yards in the season, then I'll take Johnny Smith <laughs> seriously. Right. The guy's right. best season is 400 odd yards. Like, he's not a thing. Like, oh, but look at the tape. Don't worry about the tape. It's production. But what does he put on the field? What he puts on tape is great, but means nothing if he doesn't put it on right. the field. So, um, mm-hmm. but there is some. There are two guys here that I want to highlight because they're on my waiver wire list this week. Um, and again, it's for good reason because of actually this data shows it. It's Mo Ali Cox and uh, CJ Ozuma. So th- thoughts on both of those. Yeah, like you said, uh, you know, Uzuma is one of those that, you know, three out of his last four weeks, they seem to be using him when they're playing against bad defenses um, against the tight end. Um, You know, with those three receivers running around out there, how is he not open? So I think he's definitely been a red target, red zone target favorite, just because the teams are so focused on trying to stop. If you put those three receivers spread out and Uzuma's in there blocking and just kind of, you know, ship somebody and then just kind of slides out. Nobody's watching. He's wide open most of the time in the end zone. So, um, yeah, I think he's a great pickup. And uh, Mo Cox is finally starting to earn some good rapport with Carson Wentz. You know, I've always thought he was a good tight end. They just weren't throwing the ball to the tight ends much. But, again, just like kind of in Miami with all the injuries to Hilton and Pittman and Pascal and I and, uh, can't remember the other guy, um, Paris Campbell. Um, you know, they, they can't keep their wide receiver core half or um, healthy. And so it appears that Mo, Cali, Mo Alley Cox is definitely the beneficiary of that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like this is, again, why tight end is just not a position to have right. a job. Yes, tight end. Less, Travis Kelsey is the tight end one. But he's returned 122 fantasy points through this point of the season. He's not had a bye yet. You know, that would be – that's good enough for – I think it's maybe top ten wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I think he, yeah. I think he slots in at ten. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think he's wide receiver ten on the season. So, uh, you know, fine. But he's a but you were taking him in the first round for positional advantage when actually he's got a sixteen point advantage over Mark Andrews, um, but he's only got a thirty point advantage over. Well, 38 point advantage over Dalton Schultz, who you either got for free or a little bit more over Dawson Knox. Like, it's just, and you, maybe you double that through the season. Maybe it's a little bit more than double. It's still not enough for the, the value of position. And that's why Waller, you're kicking yourself if you took him in the second round. TJ Hawkinson in the fourth round, you're kicking yourself. Carl Pitts, and listen, I think Carl Pitts will, will, will kick on and he'll be the tight end four in the year. You're kicking yourself if you took him in the fourth round. They're not going to return their ADP based on what you could have got around those areas. But they are what they are. They might be consistent, but you need, you could have, think of the players, think what you could have won. You could have got Robert Woods over TJ Hawkinson. 
I'm just saying. You, you oh, do yeah, be well, a lot definitely, better now definitely. if you have Robert Woodson than TJ Hawkinson. But this has been um, amazing. Are there any other sort of insights that you would you would say from the data that we've we've missed, or or have any other names you want to shout out before you should buy or sell? You know, again, I think the key is is you know I think in what we're here preaching is you know don't ignore the importance of consistency. Uh, and if you have questions, hit me up. You know, I mean, um, anybody who knows me out there, if you hit me up on Twitter and say, hey, Bob, you know, I'm looking at these three players or I'm thinking about doing this trade, I'll share that consistency information with you. I mean, yeah, I want you to go subscribe and I want you to go to Dr. Roto and I want you to do all that. And certainly that's, you know, gets you the information. But, you know, as long as you're not abusive, <laughs> which most people are, you know, hit me up. I mean, that that's what we're here the whole idea of this is to make you a better fantasy player, get you a few more wins so you make the playoffs. Once you make the playoffs, anything can go. But, you know, I always tell people, I was like, well, you know, I was looking at weeks, four, you know, 15, 16, 17, or 14, 15, 16, and I'm thinking this and that. I'm like, that doesn't do you anything if you don't make the playoffs. You know, so don't look at the playoffs schedule until you make the playoffs. <laughs> You know, should I trade because this guy's got this great lineup in the playoffs? Like, well, get there if you're going to get. I mean, if you're six and oh, all right, I get it. You probably have a good shot. Then you can talk about that or seven and oh, but certainly. Um, that's certainly a good good chance. But, um, you know, people worry too much about the future, worry too much about the and the now. They look at the, the one week, I call them the one week wonders. You know, hey, look, I just saw that this guy went off last week and should I pick him up? I mean, yes, for every Cordell Patterson that you may have picked up in a waiver wire or, you know, you're going to have 20 others. I think one year I actually tracked this. And I think the percentage of players who finished the year from that point after their first big one week that went over 60 percent consistency over the rest of the season was like less than one out of 10, maybe even less, maybe one out of 20. I mean, yeah, every every once in a while you get a Cordell Patterson or you get a, uh, you know, the James Robinsons or the, you know, those kind of things. But more often than not, you're just going to get a lot of disappointment, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, um, you know, people always kind of give me grief, like, you don't spend a lot of money on Fab. I, you know, only if I need it. And then usually I'm just like, I don't want to spend 80% of my Fab on a player that maybe makes it for me for three or four weeks. Like I said, maybe you get lucky, you get a Cordell Patterson, maybe, but more often than not, you're really just kind of, you're buying a lot of disappointments in my opinion. <laughs> it is, it is tricky. I, I, I you know, I, I sit here and, and advise people when on waiver wires, who to pick up, what to spend. Mm-hmm. And I, I am one of those that I'll always, I never say to anyone spend hundred percent of your player because it's very rarely worth it. But, so you know, I, I, this year. Pardon? I did. I did. I, I forget what week it was. Um, who was the t- big running back in about week three? Um, Hubbard. No, Damian oh, Williams. It was it was Trey Sermon when Trey Sermon uh, okay. came out when Elijah Mitchell got hurt and Sermon came in. I saw somebody spend one hundred percent of their fab on Trey Sermon. Yeah. Okay. That, and I'm yeah. Just like mm, okay, you know. Yeah. I. I, you know, I I was one of those last year that went big on James Robinson and Mike Davis in teams, and it turned four teams around. <laughs> James Robinson worked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you will hit on them, but 
it, to make that play, you've got to be in a position where you know your team's not great. And I think, fine, if your team's not great and you're going to gamble it, why, why not? Because you might as well go down swinging. But I always try and tell people that 25, 30% on a player like that is fine because even if you whiff, you've still got the rest of your fab to take another shot. Because right. I think yeah, you've got right. to take the shots on players, especially if your team's bad. If your team's good, you don't have to. You can sit there and let other people waste the fab. And but if your team's bad, you've got to you've got to you've got to get it. You've got to buy a ticket. It is a it is a lottery at that point. Mm-hmm. And you might land the Cordell Patterson or James Robinson, or you might land the um, you know, you might land Damian Williams. If you spend sixty percent of your fab on on Damian Williams right now, he's just lost his job to Khalil Herbert. <laughs> so like he, but then if you bought Khalil Herbert you're laughing because you probably would have got him in a 10 for the price because um, no one expected him to be a thing um, yeah I think it's an interesting we could do a whole different thing on Fab and how it ties in with consistency and I think maybe we should do that one day because I think people will learn a lot um, but I think yeah as, as you said people you've always been really kind on Twitter and been, you've always interact with everybody who who asks so I encourage people to, to ask Bob questions on on consistency guys uh, because if you can get your head around this it's not a difficult concept but if you get your head around it and you have this data you'll be a better fantasy player because you you you'll understand values in drafts it's why i always advocate for people go draft robert woods you'll never go wrong he'll never ever under that guy will never underperform his his adp because no one rates him no one rates him yeah. I'm probably like, the biggest like Jarvis Landry was for almost every year of the last six or seven. You know, he Cooks. always went as like wide receiver 36 ish in most drafts. And every year he was consistency wise top 15, you know, now granted since, since Brown's died off a little bit and he's getting a little older and getting injuries are starting to catch up to him. But yeah, Robert Woods is really now the new Jarvis Landry. I mean, you just know you're getting 70, 75% consistency every year out of him and you can draft him as your wide receiver three. Yeah. A hundred percent. So there's lots, <clears throat> lots on there. And you know, this then leads to the, the consistency guide, which you publish every year, which I encourage all of our readers to get. And we'll give away some copies in the off season because it's such a valuable toolkit. If you know, for me, there's a, there's several guides that, I have packaged together. If there was a way that Amazon would let us do it, we'd we'd be better off because I think, you know, you get strategy mixed with consistency, mixed in with understanding player values. If you can conquer those three triangles and pillars, you're going to be an unstoppable force in fantasy in most leagues. And that's where good players, because good players understand consistency, they understand the strategy and they understand where to get player value and what players are worth. And if you can understand those three aspects, and mm-hmm. we try to do a lot of teaching on this podcast, but consistency is one that we always push because you can't go wrong with a consistent team. You might not win, but you'll make the playoffs most years if you're consistent. Right. The key is, is like you may have a, an average consistent team and you might go eight and seven, but that probably will get you in the playoffs. You know I mean? If you had a pretty good, strong competitive league, like our Kings Classics or, you know, good, strong local league. Um, usually if you're <clears throat> above 500, eight and seven, nine and six, you're probably going to squeak in the number six spot at worst. You might even be higher than that depending on how competitive. But, you know, and you think, oh, well, geez, that should be easy. But, you know, again, you always run into the, you know, like you're, if you could have ran in last week into Tua because, you know, somebody had to start Tua because their quarterback was off. That was what happened to me in our Dr. Roto League. <laughs> so I got my ass kicked. I was the third highest scoring team in the league, lost by 40. So, you know, it happens. Um, 
and you can't say it's bad luck. I mean, yeah, I get it. It's, it is. But again, if I score 130 points next week and I'm the third highest scorer, I probably have a very good chance I win. And that's the key. It's like, you know, don't, don't just say, oh, yeah, I have bad luck and I'm two and five and I'm a third highest scoring team. Doesn't necessarily mean you have bad luck. It just means that, okay, you know, some things have happened. You've ran into a couple of weeks, but if you keep that scoring and you're, you just keep that consistency, you might win three out of the next four. And all of a sudden, boom, you're right back in the swing of things. So don't, you know, don't panic. Don't trade your team away because you think, oh, well, I'm, I'm done. And, you know, uh, um, if anything, look to improve your team, get some more depth, get some more consistency, find the Robert Woods, find the Michael Pittmans, find the, you know, guys we talked about in this show and build that team up, get that depth because then you're prepared. Another thing to do right now too, is look at guys um, on teams that their buys are done. So especially from the six from last week, go trade for guys like Emmanuel Sanders because their buys done and trade off a guy that is kind of the same player, but doesn't, but has a buy coming up in nine or 10 and you know, Hey, I'm going to be a little bit weak that week. Go trade Emmanuel Sanders for a guy that's off in week 10. You'd be surprised how that will save you too, because people don't think about that. They're like, ah, well, I got to buy week 10. And they're like, ah, I don't want to trade. You know, well, go get the players and you can fill in those spots with similar results while the other teams are panicking and, and struggling. You've got the solid team to keep it going. So that's another yeah. thing to look at at this point too, is the trade. Yeah, Antonio Brown would be a good one to trade right now because he might not play this week with an ankle injury. He's kind of 50-50. He right. might play through, and then he's on by the following week. Right. So you might get you might get Hunter, you know, might, no, maybe not Hunter Renfro, but maybe you get Robert Woods for for Antonio Brown. People might be tempted to do that. All right, you not know, have to buy, but then maybe you get Emmanuel Sanders for um, Emmanuel Sanders and something else for Antonio Brown. Maybe you get Ant- right. maybe you get Emmanuel Sanders and, and Hunter Renfro <laughs> for Antonio Brown and something else. Like right, yeah. that could be a, an ultimate win-win, and you know, one of those guys has had their buy. You, you're sorted. Right. Another one is another consistent player. You know, don't, as you say, don't be afraid yeah. to make moves. Right. Um, Again, experienced players love names. So the Terry McLaurins, Allen Robinsons, Tonyo Browns, all these guys are are names, and so they look at it and go, "Oh, I got AP on my team." Well, that's great, um, but he's injured. He might not come back for two, three weeks. Yeah, he was very good early in the season. They still have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I mean, he's not going to be that consistent. You know, Brady's going to focus on, you know, the the players, uh, and he's going to throw it who's open too. So it, that that's always a problem. I mean, it's a good thing for football teams. It's uh, and so far, Godwin and Evans has stayed pretty consistent as well as AB when they've been on the field. But again, you know, if you're two and five, you got to make moves that get you wins. So. Um, you're not. It's not like you're giving up on the future. You're just improving the current. <laughs> and that's and that that's enough. Especially if you're yeah. four and three, five and two, three and four. That's what you need to do. You need to turn mm-hmm. around now. And and that's how you steal points. You're stealing right. points. If you trade someone who has already had the buy, you trade for them. You're getting an extra game. It's an extra right. game set of points. Think about who you would slot in that place. Maybe let's right. say Henry Ruggs. And let's say, for example, you're basically stealing an extra seven to ten points on your roster. Yeah. For and here's another thing, be- too. If you're if you're seven and five to two, five and two to seven and zero, oh, this is the perfect time to start trading and start looking to the future. Then you start trading off 
uh, an Aaron, like you said, the Aaron Jones for more depth and look at your bye weeks and really start, you know, the, the, the one thing that people make the mistakes when they're seven and they're like, my team is awesome, man. I'm just going to coast. No, that's the worst thing you can do. That's, that's when you end up being seven and eight and you're like, the hell happened? Um, because a couple of injuries hit next thing you know, you're not prepared. You don't have the depth, um, to get through the bye weeks You don't have the depth from the injuries, you know, uh, making sure you have handcuffs. If you've got a guy like an Aaron Jones, do you have an AJ Dillon on your bench just in case? Because it can happen. And if you're riding high on some some big players, and one of those or two of those go down, you'd be amazed how quickly your team goes from seven and zero to seven and five and seven and six. <laughs> so you know, people always used to kind of you know kind of be like, "Why are you trading? You know, why are you trading away this player? Why you know?" Um, usually they figured I was pulling something fast one on them, but I'm like, no, you know, look, I can need some help at wide receiver. You need to help at what you're running back. You know, I want to improve my team. You have more depth. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I get it. All right. And then they take the trade because like they're, they think it's just too obvious, but you're helping yourself. Don't, you know, if you can add two players, two good players for one, um, whether it's exceptional, at least to that point, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, if you offered up Cordell Patterson, would be like, ah, he's going to fail at some point. Well, if that's what your league's attitude is, go the opposite way. If you don't have Patterson, go get him. Now, maybe you have to give up somebody for him, but it may not, you know, maybe you give up a Terry McLaurin or an Allen Robinson for Patterson. It sounds like a terrible trade on paper, but right now, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good trade, especially if you if you don't have the depth at running back, so couldn't agree more i think there's there's so much that, that you could take away from this podcast and and things that you'll you'll take away from consistency but the bottom line is is we did this to get your teams better and we've given you a ton of names i would suggest you pause this at moments write names down um, and, and get some trades going and and you know if you want to get any further advice you can reach out to, to bob you can reach out to me you can also join our patreon as well and join our exclusive whatsapp group and get some additional support there um from the guys in the whatsapp group from myself and, and and everyone there so there's a lot of additional resource there but bob tell everyone where they can subscribe to dr rota where they can find you and interact with you and uh and, and learn a lot more and about consistency got it so again you can find me on twitter at bob underscore lung so you see the name just put an underscore in between them um i think you got to do all little letters though uh but anyway uh find me on drroto.com it is Dr. Rota, D-R-R-O-T-O dot com. Um, and yeah, you'll have to subscribe to get to the consistency information, but it's worth it, guys. There's a lot. I mean, especially if you do DFS and all the other sports, man, there's some super smart people um, on that site. So, you know, Dr. Rota himself is definitely one of the best out there. Uh, he's always very helpful. We have a Discord channel, so you can come in and ask all kinds of questions, and we'll answer them for you as well. So yeah, it, it, it's a you know it's a it's it's pricey. It's but it's no you know no different than any other you know site out there, um, and you get so much for the value. So definitely uh, get, and you can't get the consistency anywhere else. So definitely come check it out. Exactly. Exactly that. So take advantage. It's not that pricey in comparison to what you get. And if winning right. is everything to right. you, it's yeah. money well spent. Um, but thank you so much as always. We'll get you on again in the off season and and talk about consistency and, and the book and everything when that's coming out. But as always, it's, it's been a pleasure. 
don't forget rush nation we've got the dynasty guys on uh, straight after this so you tune into them um don't forget to check out manscape.com don't forget to check out the dfs show and everything else that we've got going on so take advantage of all the offers and everything that we're doing take advantage of dr roto and bob's immaculate work around um consistency i've learned a lot looking at the data i know you all will benefit from listening to this and be better players as a result but as always for another week don't forget keep rushing redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.